Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' Fantasy Champions? How we doing, fam? So, My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Just chilling. Uh, we have a fun episode for you today. Tight ends are boring. I, I, I will say that. Hey, you know, you might be a tight end stand. You might be a guy that loves tight ends. Drafts Travis Kelsey hey, top come on five now. this year. That's right. But Kyle Pitts, I, second round. I am not a tight end stand. I'll let you know who You're to draft at the tight end position between rounds 10 and 15 in August. And it'll be right, and you'll win your league. We have been hitting the nail on the head with tight ends the last like two years. I'm a little bit nervous routes. about this year, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be any uh, tight ends um, in the later rounds. Obvious ones. No, I got my guy. Okay. Well, I know you, Hunter Henry. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, yeah. No. It is, though. I, I hope it's I Hunter don't Henry. admit that you love Hunter Henry. Admit. Oh, I'm admitting that I love Hunter Henry. I'm just saying I got somewhere else. Who, who is that other person? Oh, you'll have to find out some more time. Oh, see, there you go. Sneak peek into our August programming. Um, so anyway, we've got top 12 wide receivers today. We're going to try to go relatively quickly with this group of uh, guys, unlike the running back show that was at four, what, 57 minutes last week. Um, yeah. So we'll try to make this a half hour. Just crush it. Get we it do done. That, probably. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to hold myself to it. Um, but before we jump into that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just type FF Champs, the FF Champs, the Fantasy Champions, whatever you do, you'll find us eventually. Um, if yep. you're watching on um, YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and then like and comment down below anything that you would like to add or have questions about uh, pertaining to our rankings. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Um, also, we have the Draft Guide coming out very, very soon. July 16th is when it launches. Um, you want to get this thing at $9.99 right now at a cheap value for your dynasty, our dynasty, and uh, redraft rankings, breakouts, bust, sleepers, player projections, and a bunch of other nonsensical hoopla that we throw in there. Um, yes, sir. So buy now. Be lame or not. You know you want to buy it. It's going to help. It, it will help. You you know you need it. You're like, I'm going to buy you this, and you'll wait until August to buy it, but you're going to buy it. Just buy it now, yep. so it's not as expensive. Just do it now. Yeah. Well, we'll give you a second. Maybe so. Yeah. La, 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 la. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> All right, so let's move into our top 12 wide receivers for the 2021 fantasy football season. Um. It should be an interesting show. I'm excited to see where we have guys, where it differs, and um, what ends up being the consensus. Um, So, as normal, we're going to go off the consensus top 12, and then if there's any variations, we'll explain it. Um, I believe we only have one more ranking show to go here in the month of, into July, I guess, because today's Jack's first. Um, We have quarterbacks next week, so be sure to tune in for that. But either way. Um, at the wide receiver position, the ECR consensus wide receiver one right now is Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, and you have him too. I have him too. 
So, There's a specific reason for that, though. Okay. I'm interested to hear your specific reason. Now, Tyreek Hill is absurd. He is ridiculous. I feel like he was ridiculous before Mahomes walked around, uh, but mm. now he's even more ridiculous. And I feel like Tyreek Hill, if you want to make that assessment of him being, he might end up being my wide receiver one overall if certain things happen in Green Bay. But the thing with Tyreek Hill for me more particularly is that he he doesn't get over 140 targets generally. Never done that in his entire career. He got hurt in 2019 shoulder injury, I believe. Mm. He didn't play a full gamut of games. We probably would have finished with 120, 130 that season. So he gets a decent target share. His thing is um, he is the main weapon in the Patrick Mahomes passing attack. Which is ridiculous. I'm just going to take the last three years, okay? The last three years with Patrick Mahomes as his starting quarterback and give you the averages per season that on a per 16 game basis over the last three years of what he would finish with. Okay. 134 targets a season, 86 catches a season on average, 1,345 yards a season. That's a lot of yards per reception. 13 touchdowns. <laughs> As per stupid. season, he's had 12, yeah. 7, and 15, and he only played 12 games in 2019. Uh, That's so And then he also has an average of 16 rushing attempts for 111 yards and one touchdown per season as well. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I, I think if there's any wide receiver in fantasy football outside both of our number one, which we'll get to, Tyreek Hill is probably the safest bet at wide receiver that you can get. Yes, uh, playing in that offense, uh, being the number one weapon, I think with his play style too, he doesn't need those targets yep. in the way they use him, and he's playing with Patrick Mahomes. Like he can, he can so easily. Yep. Against you, I believe he had like thirty points in the first quarter, and then didn't he finish that game with like fifty-five? I lost. Yep. Not by much, right? No, I should have won. Was, I should have spanked yep, the guy. But, but Tyree Kill, you know, fifty-five fantasy points. And like in the past, I, was, I think it broke my phone that night. That's awesome. Cracked glass in the past, and all. So much like, anger. <laughs> Rage. Oh, uh, dude, I love fantasy football. But um, in the past, he would have inconsistent weeks, right? He would get like five fantasy points, and he'd get 25, and he'd get seven. Right. He'd get 28. Last year, he was actually pretty consistent. Um and he only had like one game where he exploded, and it was that game. But for, throughout the most of the season, he was getting like ten to twenty mm-hmm. every week. Like and, I, when I was when I was looking through his numbers earlier in the off season, I was like, "What happens if we take the fifty-five point game out?" And he was still wide receiver two. Yeah, he was very clearly the wide receiver two last year. And the only reason I have him as the wide receiver two is because of the situation going on with Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he is um, wide receiver one right now. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. For people's rankings, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, And I think for uh, me and Rick, I don't want to speak for Rick, but I think we both probably will move him up to one if uh, certain events uh, happen with Aaron Rodgers. Which we can talk about now. Yes, we'll jump right into that right now. So the ECR number two guy is Devontae Adams. We both have Adams one. Now, Adams... To just quickly go over his uh, ridiculousness, um, Devontae Adams always gets 150 to 160 targets. He's a guy that that is always at the top three. Like if he has our good friend, 
Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, he's going to be the number two, number three, number one, two, or three wide receiver in fantasy football. Like, it's a lock with the amount, as long as he stays healthy, the amount of production that this guy puts up and the amount of targets sh- that he gets in an offense. Like, he had a f- 149 targets last year and just 14 games played. So, so ridiculous. It's absurd. Like, he would have played, he would have got 170 targets had he played every game. Somewhere around that. I would I probably, that's a little bit overzealous. But, uh, you know, like 165 to 170 is probably a safe bet. But he had 115 catches. He missed, uh, he would have had 300 yard, uh, 100 catch seasons in a row had he played a full 2019. Um, but it's like, and he had 18 touchdowns last year. Mm. And in two years yes. earlier, two years prior, he had 13 touchdowns in 2018. Um, and if you don't include the 2019 year where he got hurt, he's had 20, 12 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, and 18 touchdowns over the last five seasons. He, so he's had four 10-plus touchdown seasons. Like, he is ridiculous. He's always going to be a top three guy with uh, Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. The question is, does Rodgers stay? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Does he stay or does he go? Boom, 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 it's funny. Boom, I did the opposite with uh, Aaron Jones. I ranked him assuming Rodgers is gone, but with Adams, I, I had to rank him assuming he stays because, as you said, like you can't really move someone like Adams down unless you're confident he's Rodgers is gone because the year he had last season was so ridiculous. And I remember we both loved Devontae Adams last year. We were very high on him. Mm-hmm. And I wish I was higher. The dude had three hundred fans, pretty much three hundred one fans points, yep. and half PPR in fourteen games. You know that was the best wide receiver season in the past five years, other than Antonio Brown twenty fifth. You have to go back to twenty fifteen, yeah. where Antonio Brown had three hundred and fourteen fans points. Mm-hmm. So he only had fourteen fans points more in two full games played. So you can make the argument Devontae, Devontae Adams has had like the best fantasy season last year among receivers in the last like ten years. Like he had a ridiculous season last year yeah and it really wouldn't change if rogers comes back no the question is is rogers coming back i don't know and if he doesn't if, if jordan love is the quarterback or blake bortles or something for the packers Devontae adams is going to take a major hit yeah those touchdowns are going to go down i don't even think i don't, like i wouldn't move him down to two if rogers isn't there i just straight up he'd probably move down to like where michael thomas is yeah maybe yep. even lower i i don't yep. know but um, on the per 16, just so you know, over the last four seasons, if you took the last five seasons average and did a per 16 on each season, mm-hmm. 154 targets a season, 103 tar- uh, receptions a season, 1,271 yards a season, 13 touchdowns a season. Like, that's top <laughs> that three numbers. so dumb. He's ridiculous. That is so dumb. If Rodgers is there. Now, I, I told Rick, I think a couple weeks ago, I don't think it was on the pod, but I said if there I, – I, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers both have question marks surrounding them. It used to be Russell Wilson a part of that conversation, but Wilson said, I'm playing for Seattle. I only think one man is going to end up on a different team. Um, And I think Deshaun Watson is so grounded in him not going back to Houston at this Mm. point. And they're them, you know, Houston essentially showing that they don't really want, not that they don't want uh, Watson. They would definitely keep him, but they, they're understanding that he might not play at all this year if they don't yeah. trade him or that they're just going to straight up trade him when they drafted the guy in the third round at quarterback. So I think if there's a quarterback to move, it would be Watson. 
I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere, um, at least this season. I think Rodgers is going to play for Green Bay this year. They're going to figure something out. They're going to give him extra money. I don't know what it's going to take, but they'll end up figuring something out with Rodgers to make him happy. And he'll end up playing for the team this year. Um, and so with that being said, that's why I have Adams number one, because I think Rodgers will play for the team. But overall, if he doesn't, like I said, he's going to move down. So yeah, moving on. Um, Stefan Diggs right now, ECR number three. I personally have him. You have him uh, three, right? Uh-huh. I have yep. three, so we're we're right there. The only thing different about our top three than the ECRs is the is Tyreek Hill. So yeah. Um, now Diggs is really good. I I do have a little bit of hesitation with Stefan Diggs, and just because you're anti Bill Bills. No, I love the Bills. Well, I mean, I yeah, Bills Mafia, uh... but like, um, I I don't hate the Bills. I just there's this there's a stigma around uh, Josh Allen. Despite him being really good last year, there's just the stigma that he just will crap himself. And I, I don't know why I have that feeling, mm-hmm. but there's nothing for me to believe that that's going to happen. I mean, he had 166 targets last year um, and 127 catches for 1,535 yards and eight touchdowns. Now, there, I don't want to just say that you need to have facts behind yards this. What did you say? He had 1,500 yards last year. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yes, he had 1,500 yards. man. Um, so I don't want to say, like, and this is what Minnesota, by the way, has should have been doing with Stefan Diggs, uh, freaking idiots. But either way, um, I I feel like I I hate to just throw out nonsensical regression, like, and just say a guy's gonna regress because he's gonna regress. But like, if there's a guy that's gonna regress a little bit, I would say it would be the um, Stefan Diggs, just a little bit. See, I think this is the. Uh... This is just the the Josh Allen thing, and I think it's you know, I don't I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just the year that Diggs and Josh Allen had last year, and I was a Diggs guy. So you talked dominant. me out of it last year, so I know we switched roles. It's because I, I unfortunately, actually not unfortunately, they were actually entertaining this year. I watched a lot of Bills games. Yeah. Um, and dude, I don't think I've seen like when it just comes to pure dominance wise. I thought Diggs for the for the whole course this season was more dominant week to week than Tyree kill was Tyree kill had that monster game against the Buccaneers and had some great games. It was consistently good, mm-hmm. but Diggs just every time Josh Allen needed him, he would go get it. It didn't matter if he was double covered or anything. Like he was just a machine last year. I believe he led the yeah. NFL in receptions as well. And that combination, that duo, I don't think really changes. Nothing in that offense changed at all. They, we're able to even keep their offense coordinator. Yeah. It's not like Diggs is an old man. He's only 27. Um, if anything, it's the second year in the offense. The only thing, I mean, that I might be worried about is that regression from Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. But Diggs, like, he's always been healthy. Now, granted, last year was the first season in his NFL career that he's played all 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's never missed more than three games. So I think he played all 16 last year. He did. Yeah, I, I have it right here. Sorry. Oh, he yeah, he he didn't start in all 16, but he played all 16. I don't know why. Oh, maybe week 17? Maybe? I don't know. Mm. I don't know why he only started 15. But he did play in all those games. Um, and I wouldn't expect him to play in all 16 this year, and that might end up hurting his value. Like, if he plays 15 or 14 like mm-hmm. he has in years past. But, I mean, the dude was a monster last year, and I really don't see it changing. 
Now, the thing that was absurd, too, is that you see a guy like, this is like two sides of a coin. You, we just looked at Devontae Adams, and he had like, what, 18 touchdowns? Yeah. Diggs had 10. I mean, not eight total <laughs> on the season. He had uh, 16 red zone dar- targets total, and he caught mm-hmm. 12 of them. But he, that was number 11 among wide receivers in the league, which is pretty high. But when you're talking about a guy that finished, what did he finish, top three? Yeah. Um, that is a pretty low number. And so there is one area for me in particular where Diggs doesn't have maybe a regression coming, and that's mm. touchdowns. So even if he doesn't get to 127 catches or 1,500 yards, and it's more like 110 catches and mm-hmm. 1,400 yards or something like that, if he catches three or four more touchdowns, there's no reason to believe that he can't finish top three. No, he would. Yeah, if anything, right. he'd be better off that. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I do. I will say the one stat I could see a regression in with Diggs is his catch percentage. I mean, he caught seventy six percent of his passes last year yeah. on one hundred sixty six targets. That is insane. Yeah, right, like right. that is ridiculous. Like I think there's I think the efficiency the is definitely going to take a step back. Now, there's no right. reason. Like, is there any reason for you to believe outright that the if the efficiency is going to go down? Like, no changes to the offense. Just the fact that that was a career high. In catch percentage, yeah, it sounds ridiculous. That's the only but, reason. I mean, there's no reason for me not. Seventy six percent though is like like a lot of receivers you look at and they're like at like sixty five percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. sixty six, sixty seven. He was at seventy six percent on a hundred, and it's not like he had fifty targets, one hundred and sixty six <laughs> targets. Like that is that I would love to compare that to other historic seasons. Like that seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, um, he's he's very good. So. Keep an eye on yeah. Stefan Diggs. I, I do like him right now. His ADP currently is the fourth wide receiver off the board at ADP 13. So, I mean, if you're going to draft a wide receiver in the second round, I feel like that's the guy. Um, mm. I definitely like Hopkins is going ahead of him right now by two picks. Yeah. And I definitely wouldn't do that. So anyway, let's get, let's get into the next guy. Um, number four on the ECR is Calvin Ridley. You have him. Um, what was it? Have him four. You convinced me last second. To, I had him three, but I moved him down a spot. Made it four. Okay, and I have him six. So yeah. um, the only reason why I have Calvin Ridley is six is because, and me and Rick have been talking about this, but the you know Calvin Ridley obviously is a really good, really good wide receiver. Um, he's been good without Julio Jones in the lineup. He's been good with Julio Jones in the lineup. He like uh, I remember when they were talking about Juju back in the day and. You know, when he had his splits, when he had uh, Antonio Brown in the lineup Mm -hmm. and when he didn't, and he was worse when he didn't have Juju, and we all overlooked it because we wanted Juju to be really good. Um, And he just wasn't the same player without Antonio Brown on the other side flanking him. This is not the same Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has been fantastic without Julio Jones. He's been the same player without Julio Jones on the other side. So I don't think them not having Julio is going to be the same thing, but then they use Kyle Pitts. Basically, he might not get targeted a lot this year, but they probably will use Kyle Pitts in the same role as Julio Jones. Mm. Maybe not fully, but like he's the same, you know, size essentially as Julio Jones, and he's going to yeah. be able to play that similar role and pull guys, the bigger corners, the bigger safeties off of uh, Calvin Ridley a little bit, which is going to be good news for him. So I think he's going to be really good. Um, the reason why I have him six is just because I there's a big offensive change in Atlanta, one we've never seen before. And um, I project them right now at 520 passing targets um, and or pass attempts, I should say, 
and 460 rushing attempts. So, I mean, they might pass it a little bit more than that. Rick's a little bit more generous with the passing attempts over there in Atlanta. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if that happens, I think his target share is a little bit lower. And because of that, I would say Calvin Ridley won't finish as a top five wide receiver just because he has a smaller size. But, and I'm not saying it's definite that like he's not going to finish as a top five wide receiver. Like I think he still has that, but I would just take guys like Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Adams, AJ Brown, Hopkins, and and guys like that ahead of Calvin Ridley. And that's just kind of where he ends up falling in the long run. Yeah. Last year he was though, the wide receiver four in just 15 games. So he, he was like very clearly the wide receiver for last year. Um, and that was with Julio for like half the season. So to me, without Julio, um, he's going to be the main guy. I do like Kyle Pitts a lot. Um, I think where it just comes down to the difference between me and you, because we overall view Calvin Ridley as yeah. pretty much the same player. It's just how many times is Atlanta going to pass the ball mm-hmm. um, next season? I think I have him at like 590 and you have him at like 525. So it's a big difference. And I think that's like a 20 target difference for Calvin Ridley. So yeah. basically the vacated targets, targets that people are are factoring in Julio Jones uh-huh. leaving. Um, I'm, I'm essentially saying that about a hundred to 110 of those targets are not vacated. And there's only really 60 vacated targets and you're adding Kyle Pitts. So that's why I'm like, to me, right. The target share is not changing for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, no, I mean, it, and if that happens and that is true, it wouldn't change for Calvin Ridley. I just don't know if there's going to be that big of a drop off. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to come down to what Atlanta does. Okay. And that's going to be the only difference between us. But yeah, I mean, Ridley's a stud either way. Fair enough. Uh, number five on the ECR, DK Metcalf. Gross, gross, gross. Um, I have Metcalf nine. Where do you have I him? I think I have him eight. So I just don't get it. I Can somebody in the comments explain to me Metcalf? It's it's the player, man. I, I he like, has he's a just bad an exciting schedule. player to watch. But yeah, Seattle doesn't sling the ball, and they like to run, ground, pound, all that crap. I'd they, love to see them so sling weird. it. It's so weird. But yeah, I, I just to me, I'm not excited or exhilarated about DK Metcalf. I think he's a good wide receiver. I think he has potential to be a a very good wide receiver in the NFL. But I would 100% take AJ Brown over him. I would take DK uh-huh. uh, DeAndre Hopkins over him. I might even take Justin Jefferson over him. And uh, that's not a hot take, but I say that in the context that I just, I am, I do take Justin Jefferson over him, by the way. So um, I just, I, I just don't feel that he is as elite as people think he is at this point. Um, I think he's a fantastic wide receiver and I think he has a good future in the NFL, but I just, Seattle scares the living crap out of me. Every time I look at that f- football team and the amount that they, as long as Pete Carroll's there, uh, I don't think he's going to get over 125 to 130 targets. And when you look at last year, um, he I think he had 129 targets. So that's Not a good bad. target share. But he didn't. What did he, where did he finish? Wide receiver seven, I think. Wide receiver seven. So he had 130 targets last year, and he finishes the wide receiver seven. What yeah. makes the fantasy community think that Metcalf is going to get? Because either one of two things are going to happen: DK Metcalf gets more efficient which is not going to happen because he was already efficient or he gets more target share, which is not going to happen because Seattle is not going to throw the football more. It's so weird though. Cause they, they did last year for, a, for a point. Um, it's, and then just something happened. They just stopped throwing the football. Yeah. Like they, 
Russell Wilson was throwing the ball like 30, like 35, 28, 40, 34, 32, 50, 37, 41, 37. Those first nine weeks of the season, he had one game where he threw under 30, 30 times. And then after that, all of a sudden they ran the ball more. Like they just switched their offense, 28, 31, 43, 27, 27, 32, 36. So he had four games under 30. Mm -hmm. So they just switched it halfway through the season. And it was so weird. I think Metcalf um, was like a top five receiver during that stretch. And Mm -hmm. I think people remember that. And like, yeah, he was a wide receiver four through those first few games. So Mm -hmm. people look at that and they're like, oh, he's a top five fantasy wide receiver. But after that point, he kind of fell off a little bit. Um, and he finishes the wide receiver seven, as you said, mm-hmm. but AJ Brown was wide receiver 11 and had more points per game. He just missed two games. So he would have had a better season. Adam Thalene had more points per game than DK Metcalf did last year. It, yeah. it it's, it's tough, man. I, I do like Metcalf and I wish I owned him in mm-hmm. dynasty, especially like he's a fun player to watch. He's a really skilled player, but mm-hmm. by skill, I mean more like athlete. Yeah. He's a great um, athlete. Yeah, no, he's he's fun to watch. It's just I think people are using that in their analysts a little bit and ranking him higher than he should be because I don't think he should be ahead of AJ Brown. I don't yeah. think he should be ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't think he should be ahead of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I I just and I look at some of his numbers, like I said, and I like he had an eighty four point seven percent true catch rate. Um, I'm trying to find like 76% catchable target. Rate. Now, so I, guess I will say though, player. if they do throw the ball more, he will be a beast. Oh like, yeah. 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 Fair. Like if he gets 150 targets, it's yeah, just he's a top Pete five. Carroll, man. You're right. And if you want to <laughs> take him like right now, he's going out as the number six wide receiver off the board. So if you want to take him in the second round, all sure. the power to you. I just don't think yeah. he's going to be a top three wide receiver. Yeah. And I, I, not that he's being ranked by the ECR there, but I just, I have guys that I like ahead of him. And I, like I said, I look at this team and I'm like, I don't see any more efficiency metrics that he can improve upon. You know, like he had a good catch rate last year. He had a good yards per reception last year. Um, he had a good target share last year, right? As much of a target share as you can get in that Seattle offense when they pass it as much as, you know, the amount that they do. He had a good number of red zone targets in 16. He number three in the NFL in deep targets, number two in the NFL in air yards. So it's like he was efficient last year, very good. But I'm like, can he go any higher than what he did last yeah. year? And and if he can't, not at that target, not at those targets, not at not at the target. So the only area that I look at that he can have an increase in is the target share. And uh-huh. if they don't throw the football more and he gets a 24, 25 percent target share again, then which is good, which like, is very is good, good, right? That's one that's that's in the league that that's uh, I think is number nineteen in the NFL in uh target share percentage on their particular team. So like it's pretty it's very good, but it's just one of those things where I, I just don't see DK Metcalf increasing any part of his efficiency metrics. And in turn, if he doesn't increase his target share, which is already relatively high, uh I don't see him jumping into that top five this year. Um yeah. unless like you said, something changes with Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson, and they start chucking it. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. They showed flashes of it last year, but right. they just didn't do it consistently. I mean, it might ownership might have been like, listen, Russ is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. you gotta you got to make him happy. Um, mm. And that could have happened, and if that did, then they might throw the football a lot. But um, I just – there is guys that I like ahead of, ahead of DK yeah. at this point. Um, yep. Let's talk about the next guy. My guy, AJ Brown. I should bust out throw on the AJ Brown jersey at this point. 
uh, in the program because it probably would make more sense than this Red Sox jersey. So uh, either way, I have him currently um, four, and you have him where? Five, six? Uh, six. Six, yeah. okay. So, um, yeah. But debatable I, with him. Like he – Yeah. Any one of my four, five, six can swap order. Like they're yeah. all very similar. I've talked – I talked about AJ Brown a lot on this podcast and he is like what people want AJ Brown. I mean, uh, DK Metcalf to be is what AJ Brown Brown is. is, And like, you get these cute little like videos of like DK Metcalf chasing down an interception. Like, and, and like, okay, that's fun and all. And he's really fast, but can he play the wide receiver position at an elite level? So he can be deep, you know, uh, Devonte Adams, you know what I mean? Like, can that happen? Right. Yes, I think it will in the future. But like, let's just like, I feel like he puts out so many like highlight videos, and then they forget about the videos where you just go go look on YouTube if you're watching this podcast. Right after this, go look up DK Metcalf drops from the 2020 season. Oh, I've seen the video you're talking about. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's he bad, had man. one touchdown catch that went right through his hands and bounced off his face mask, wide open. Like, yeah. there's sometimes Metcalf makes me wonder. He he's got raw talent and potential, but he's just like some things he's not there on. Um, yeah. But anyway, last year uh, AJ Brown played through 14 games, finished the season as the number 11 wide receiver on a per game basis. He was top five, top six, so he was right there with Metcalf in that department. But the big thing about AJ Brown, he was uh, 31st in air yards, right? 58th in deep targets, uh, 24th in red zone targets. Um, he had a team target share of 25%. Um, so if he played a full season, he would have gotten to right around the same 120 targets. Um, his catchable target rate was 77.4%. His 66% catch rate and 85% true catch rate. So for me, I think that there is a little bit of an area for him to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown. And I think there there's a lot of concerns surrounding Julio Jones coming there and him having the ability to have the same efficiency uh, with Julio Jones because Julio Jones is going to take a large chunk of targets. Um, and I thought, you know, without without Julio Jones, I think he was going to get 160 targets and he legitimately would have been my wide receiver he, one rank. Yep. Like, yep. if that was the case. But he is now my wide receiver four because... Um, he's not going to get the target share that I thought. Now I hope he gets the 130 because if he does, if he reaches 130 like Metcalf does, he's top 3. Yeah, to me, at least. Yeah, that's the thing with uh with AJ Brown, sorry. Like he I have him 6 and just like looking at it, I'm like why did I even put mm-hmm. him 6? Like he he should be higher. Yeah. Like he should be 4 or 5 and even 3 maybe with mm-hmm. Diggs. Like I I think um Julio you know, now that I've had a little while to digest that, mm-hmm. I think it probably did hurt a little just naturally because yeah. of the targets. Um, but it's not like a big blow. And like, dude, the Titans have 224 vacated targets. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that will go to Julio, but that's still like, like 100 one, 120 plus. will probably go to Julio. But that's like, yeah, 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 exactly. So that's like 100, 104 left if 120 go to Julio. So that means AJ Brown could in theory, still get more. And like, I still can't get, can't get over the fact last year that he played with two injured knees that he required surgery on both of them. Correct. I believe so. Like that is so ridiculous. And he was still on a point per game basis, Mm -hmm. 
the number five receiver in fantasy last year. It's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> oh, I love AJ. The sky's the limit for AJ Brown. I, I'm definitely higher on AJ Brown than I am Metcalf. I think I would rather AJ Brown over D Hop as well. And then okay. it's a debate between him, Ridley, and Diggs. So I I put him six, but honestly, he should be higher. And I'm okay. Saying um. Yeah. So I have him four. You have him six. Currently, uh, the next guy we have is D Hop. Um, he has ECR is number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have him currently as number five. You have him currently as number five as well. Yeah, probably gonna um, be six though. Gonna I, put I think ahead. I think the thing for me with with you know Hopkins is, and I was looking at his numbers um while I was doing the projections for the Cardinals. And the thing that I found so intriguing about DeAndre Hopkins is that he still he did. Everyone thought that he was gonna go to to Arizona and that his target share was gonna decrease and that he wasn't gonna be the same wide hmm. receiver. And Nuke came in, and he got 160 targets. And so his target share literally did not change yep. whatsoever. Um, and his efficiency in terms of how many yards he got, how much, how many passes he caught, like that didn't change. The only thing really that he struggled with um, this particular year right? was touchdowns. Yeah. So, and I think if 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 Hopkins comes in and does Hopkins stuff, gets 160 targets again, gets 100. 15 to 120 catches again like he you know like he can um gets 13 1400 yards again which i think he can it's not like outlandish for him to do that he's done it in consecutive years before and he scores 10 touchdowns instead of 16 i mean instead of six touchdowns um i think that changes the dynamic on him altogether and it it moves him from finishing number five to number three or four and so i would say number three is where i would land him and I think that he's efficient. He's good. He is on the older side, so I would watch out for his age. But that's mm-hmm. why I have him five. Like if I was choosing, if I was choosing players to take over him, I would only take AJ Brown, Diggs, Hill, and, and Adams over him at this point, um, because I think that he is he is that good of a receiver and that consistent of a receiver that if you can snag a guy like him, especially where his ADP is right now, it's 11th overall. So between 11 and 15 in your drafts as your first wide receiver, like that's not a bad pick at all. Yeah. 11 is a little high for me though. Pretty help. I'm not going to lie. I do like Hopkins a lot. And I think with him, as you said, it didn't really change last year. The only thing that changed was the touchdowns, but he did have the targets. He had the catches, the yards. I think that all continues this year. I think it might go down just a little bit. Like he had what 160 targets you said last year. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I haven't projected at 151. So just nine less targets just because they have a lot of weapons there. AJ green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I don't think Rondell Moore is going to be dead. To be honest, oh, I, I, I mean that's fair, but it's Barry still even a dead AJ Green will get like what fifty targets. Like, what do you have? <laughs> yeah. uh, hold on, I'll look right now. Like, even a dead AJ Green is still a body. Yeah, I gave him fifty-eight targets. targets. There you go, AJ Green. Yeah, so that's okay. still fifty-eight targets that goes to someone else. Yeah, I have him. Pro- I have uh, Hopkins projected at one fifty-seven. Yeah, so about the same. Um, mm-hmm. And what he did last year though is pretty much so. I what what he did last year is pretty much what I think he'll do this mm-hmm. year. Um, I do have him, like I said, a little bit less targets, but I made up for it with the touchdowns. I think he gets more than six touchdowns. I have him at eight. So I think that goes up, but maybe his, he has a few, le- just a couple less catches, a couple less yards, has a little bit more fancy points than he did last year or around the same range, but that leaves him at wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. And I think he doesn't really finish much higher than that. 
don't really think he finishes lower than that, but I think he's kind of in that in that range, and that's pretty much where he's going to stay unless he gets injured. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's move on to the next guy, ECR, Justin Jefferson, number eight overall. Um, I have you have Justin Jefferson. I have Justin Jefferson eight, so I got him in the exact same seven. spot, and you have him seven. Now Jefferson was absolutely absurdly ridiculous last year. He was very very good in his rookie season, and I the sky is the limit for him. The problem in my mind, and uh, I want to talk quickly about the next four or five guys, but the problem in my mind with Justin Jefferson is is separating his dynasty value uh. and his redraft value because in redraft I, I don't know like I think he's going to get 125 targets again like that's a definite like between 125 130 and I think that there's a good because what did he the first couple games of the season he really didn't like take off until like week three or four yeah he so took him yeah he could get three. more of a target share but even if he stays right around 130 um, I think he was so efficient in the yardage category that I don't know that that's going to continue for him in 2020. And the only reason why I have him uh, eight at this point, that's where I said I had him, right? Eight. Um, mm-hmm. Is because, uh, like I said, there's, there's guys in front of him that I like better, and I don't know if he can keep up with that efficiency. I do think he will, what he loses in his efficiency in the yardage and catches department, he will pick up in touchdowns this year. And so I think he's exactly what he this year. He's going to be exactly what he was the previous year between six to eight um, overall and finish and um, and a very, very good wide receiver one for your team. Yeah, I I don't really think Justin Jefferson takes a a leap this year or anything, but I think what he did last year is what he's going to like. You said what he's going to do this year, but I think that's very good. Yeah, he could have less yards because he Mm -hmm. did have 15.9 yards per reception, which was very good. Um, but like you said, it took him until week three to get those targets. So instead of 125, maybe he's up to 130, 135. And he gets, instead of 88 catches, he gets 90, 95 catches. And that ends up making the difference with the yards. So I think he's pretty much going to have the exact same season as he did last year, which is good. Yeah. He was a wide receiver six last year. So I have him as a wide receiver seven. Mm. I think um, just be just because I have somebody ahead of him at one spot. But I think he's in that range. Like you said, six to eight. So we're really not far off on Jefferson. No. Um, the next ranking we have, ECR, is nine uh, for Terry McLaurin. Um, I have Terry McLaurin 11, and you have Terry McLaurin 10. He's nine, bro? Yeah, oh, no, that makes him wish I moved him higher. <laughs> Make you feel better. Now, <sighs> I have issues with the ranking, which is probably why I have him 11 at this point. I love Terry McLaurin. Don't get me wrong. I think he's amazing. Not as much as me. Um, but Terry McLaurin last year was wide receiver 21 in 15 games. Uh, you give him yeah. that one extra game and he would have been like wide receiver 16. Um, in 2019, he was wide receiver um, 27. And then he had one more year prior to that, right? 2018. Uh, uh, I, I, no, this, he's only played two years. Okay. This yeah. So, so uh, for me, when I look at, when I look at Terry McLaurin, he hasn't done it, and I know everyone really likes Fitzmagic and and the type of player that he is, and he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But is that going to change Terry McLaurin's value? Like, how much higher can he go with a trash quarterback? And I hate to say that 
Because people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, Fitzpatrick's not trash. He's not a good quarterback. Like, let's just be honest with that. He's not. But man, he's the he best does... quarterback Terry McLaurin's ever had. Yeah. So that's fair. But I just don't. I personally see, and I'm ranking him high for my own personal like rankings. I think because like I, I don't see him getting high any higher than like ten. Mm-hmm. And and it's just because of the way the Redskins offense is, or not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Yikes. Um, just because of the way the football team is and and the fact that Terry McLaurin, in the last couple of years, people have loved him and, and wanted that breakout. I just don't know if he can go any higher than where he is right now. And it's yeah. just a feeling thing. So I might be dead wrong, and he could end up being like a top six, seven wide receiver, but... Um, there's just nothing like usually these breakout wide receivers like CD lamb, for example, wide receiver 20 last year, he's in an extreme, he's in an extremely good offense with an extremely good quarterback. And so I can see a higher ceiling breakout for CD lamb. Whereas for Terry McLaurin, yeah, he's in an offense with all the opportunity, but how good is that Washington offense going to be? Um, and I know a lot of people will be like, well, you like Antonio Gibson. Yes. I like Antonio Gibson because we've seen a really bad offense by Ron Rivera produce at the running back position before was Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, I, that's, I think the running back position, it's entirely on the running back, not entirely on the running back. They obviously need an offensive line to have success, but it's on the running back to produce. Whereas the wide receiver, a lot is relied on the quarterback to get them the ball. And I think for Terry McLaurin, I don't know if the wide the quarterback that they have is going to be able to effectively do that to the point where he can be a top five, top six wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I understand, and I, 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 I really do because Washington is not the best passing team. I don't think, um, even with Fitz, and he was the wide receiver twenty one last year. But you know me with Terry Corner, bro. I got to back yeah, my boy up. <laughs> um, last year he was a monster. Like the first, here, let me try to pull it. I messed up. Hold on. The first um, seven weeks of the season, I believe. Yeah, the first seven weeks of the season, right? He was on pace for 154 targets, 100 catches, 1,300 yards, almost 1,400 yards, and six touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That was with, who was it? Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen with his quarterback. Yeah. Right? So that's, I mean, that's like, that's a top six wide receiver right there 100 catches yeah. 1400 yards six touchdowns uh, that's like probably wide receiver that's around what deandre hopkins did last year so. i think i think his biggest problem is going to be the consistency and that that's exactly what happened yeah but so alex smith took over as the starting quarterback in week nine um and oh he actually did have alex smith in one of those games jeez now i have to refresh the page are you kidding me but he was he was not the same with Alex Smith. And yeah, I, yeah, right. I think Alex Smith, like I know a lot of people love him, and this his story was great, and I understand it. And like off the field st- stuff, it was a fantastic story. It was good to see him back out there, mm-hmm. but he was not good at all. Like he was probably one of the, he just couldn't throw the ball further than fifteen yards. Like physically, could not do it. Yeah. Um. And McLaurin suffered because of that. Because after that, he was on pace for 118 targets, 74 catches, less than a thousand yards, right. and he did not get a single touchdown with Alex Smith. Yikes. He only had four touchdowns on the season last year. Do you think Fitzmagic's going to give him more than four touchdowns? Yeah, probably. 
And if it's magic, what, okay. So what? Different history. offense, different scheme. But like, where did where was the highest Devonte Parker finished? He finished ten. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. I think McLaurin can finish ten. <laughs> ten I think McLaurin is better than Devonte Parker. That might be fair, but um, yeah, I don't know. I and like I said, it's, Washington it's just scares the, history, the crap out of me, and I don't like picking breakout players on bad teams. I've gotten burned by that before. Devonte Parker was wide receiver seven in 2019. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. I'm not saying McLaurin's bad. I had to get my McLaurin love in there. I need I need him to have a good quarterback. I think we all do. No, that's I understand. I understand. The uh the ECR for the next guy is number ten. That's Mike Evans. Um I have him fourteen. I have him fifteen. Yeah. Um we are lower on Mike Evans. I think this Brady is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is a yeah. good thing and a bad thing. But uh, I saw I saw a picture today. It said over under Tom Brady 40, 40 touchdowns this year, and I'm like, I would smash that under so hard. Yeah, because I mean, Brady is not throwing forty touchdowns again, and I don't think Brady can throw forty touchdowns again. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. he does, but I think that that was about as efficient as efficient as. Tampa's offense is going to get, and that might just flatline. That might just be what they are. So mm-hmm. he could be, you know, the what was he last year? Wide receiver twelve, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think he's wide receiver twelve. Where the freak is Mike Evans? Wide, wide receiver, receiver 10. ten. So I think he's going to be floating right around ten to fifteen this year. Um, he's had problems with injuries in the past. And he's a boomer bust player, and I don't like boomer bust players. Like last year, the guy who drafted Mike Evans in several of the leagues, I avoided him. I had him number 18 overall, I think, in my rankings last year. So I moved him up this year. But he literally busted so many times last season. It, it It's just like it doesn't help your fantasy team when you have a guy who gets 30 points one week and then gets two the next. Yeah, yeah. So I have him 14 right now, just because, like, I, I think if the value is good enough, I would take him. Sure. But and I might even move CD Lamb ahead of him. I just i I think the the Tampa Bay wide receiver core is going to be so spread out. And I think if you want to draft somebody from that receiver core, you have to draft for value. Mm-hmm. And if you don't Absolutely. draft for value, you're not gonna you're not gonna get much efficiency out of. Like if you're drafting Mike Evans in the second round or third round in your draft, you're probably gonna get shafted, to be honest with you. But Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin right now are both going off the board um, as ADP thirty seven and ADP thirty four. So it's not horrible. But there's there's a reason why I've been drafting Antonio Brown in like the tenth round, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I get it, man. Antonio Brown, first of all, didn't play the whole year. Chris Godwin missed half the season. O.J. Howard got hurt. So, yes, Mike Evans was the wide receiver 10, but he didn't have as much competition as he's probably going to face this year. With everybody healthy, right. there are just too many weapons to go around. Tom and Brady loves to spread the ball. Tom Brady? Yeah, I don't know. And as you said, I don't think he's – and this is coming from the biggest Tom Brady fanboy of all time. I don't think he's throwing four touchdowns again. Yep. He's going to be 44 years old. And the way he's been talking this offseason, it sounds like this is, might be it for him, too. This might be his last year. So yeah. I I would not be surprised if Brady still has a good season, throws like 35 touchdowns or something like that. But his it's contract a slight decrease. At the end of the season, correct? Yes, it does. Oh, yep. we timed that perfectly. Um, Sign a one-day I, contract with New England. It Just lit. do it. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think Evans last year he finished thirteenth in points per game among receivers. Yeah, um, and that was with Godwin missing time, with Antonio Brown signing at the end of the season. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, OJ Howard missing most of the season. So you add all those things in. I'm not crazy about Mike Evans this year, and as you said, he's inconsistent. I am at wide receiver fifteen because of that. Um, all right, let's talk about the next guy, Mike Thomas. Um, his ECR is number 11 right now. I have him number, uh, I have a much higher than the ECR. This is one of the, uh, differences. I have have number seven. I have Um, nine. You have him number nine. So, uh, I love Mike Thomas and I think uh, this actually might have changed recently because I don't know. Yeah, no, it didn't change. So I love Mike Thomas. I I don't know why people, this is a really great value because where I have Mm -hmm. him ranked is about five spots higher than the ECR and uh, five spots higher than his ADP, I believe. Um, so I think right now he is, he's getting like, he's getting drafted as like a third round pick and it's, it's kind of gross for me. Yep. Like, I, I don't know why people are, I understand that Drew Brees is gone and that you're going to fade this guy a little bit because of that. But like, let's not, pretend that Drew Brees was the only reason why Mike Thomas was good. I was going to say like Drew Brees is old as dirt and wasn't good over the last couple of years of his career. So like, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like elite. You know last I mean? season Brees was not great. No. He really wasn't. Um, so, like, if anything, if you're telling me you get a young guy like Jameis Winston under center who can, you know, I mean, he might throw 50 interceptions, but he's going to get it to Michael Thomas eventually. <laughs> yeah. Does, that doesn't affect Michael Thomas. I think it's because um, last year, dude, he was, he was just not good at all. Like points per game wise, he was, he only had nine points per game. Like he, he was, which was worse than Odell. Uh, it was worse than like Devontae Parker, Emmanuel Sanders. It was wor- worse than Russell Gage. Yeah. Right. So like he, he it was Tim Patrick level. Right. Um, people just see that and are just like, he's done. And it's because of Drew Brees. He was actually, those games where he played his worst last year was with Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, people, also don't realize he, like he was really battling that ankle injury all year. He was never 100%. And with Taysom Hill, cause people are scared of Taysom Hill. He was good. I mean, he was, he wasn't great, but he was good. He 14 points, seven, mm. 15, 12. That's half PPR and PPR. He had like 20, I think, or 19. So a little bit higher, but half PPR, 14, seven, 15, 12. That is not bad at all. And that's worst case scenario. You get James Winston in there and he treats him like Mike Evans. He's going to have a very good year. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, quickly, let's talk about the last guy and then end the podcast. Um, Alan Robinson, ECR 12. Uh, I have him currently. I have him 12, exactly. 13, so. you have 12. Okay, yeah, so we're not far off. Um, love A-Rob. Don't love the quarterback situation. Um, yep. He does get a good target share every single game, but they have nobody to turn to except for uh, you know their new quarterback, Justin Fields. <laughs> I hope um, Field starts. Yeah, I don't think he's going to start week one. It's going to be Dalton. No, and um, and then I think by week two, I'm not even going to give it like three weeks. Yeah, see, I agree with you. It'll be Justin. So Fields. I'll tell you after the show. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Field starts by like week three, um, which will be a good thing for Allen Robinson, and that's why I have him twelve. If Andy Dalton starts the whole season, like Robinson would not be in my top twelve. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared. So, um, but I love Allen Robinson. I think he gets a he gets a good target share, and he does a really good job with what he gets. So, um, yep, if pretty if much the same as he's done in the past. Improved, I don't like having Chicago Bears this high, especially when they have Andy Dalton as the projected. Matt Nagy's a brick. He is a stoned brick. Like I, 
If I had Justin Fields and an Andy Dalton, it would take me out five seconds to make that decision. <laughs> you know how mad that makes me that he's going to be a complete moron and be like, oh, we're going to train him into the role. Shut up and start the man. <laughs> like, give me a break. Yeah. Andy Dalton, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I can't. I just don't like... know what they're going to do. Even if you don't think he's ready, like just give the guy a shot. Well, if you don't think he's ready, then I wouldn't do it because you don't want to ruin him. Right? Yeah, that's fair. You'd rather just lose with Andy Dalton and stink. I mean, like, I, but I don't think he's gonna. Not, I don't think he's not gonna be ready unless right. he's just no, not, unless he's in the quarterback room. Confused. I mean, Herbert. Hell. Herbert like, started week two last year. Yeah, but I, he, I just think I think the way the college game has been shifting and the way that not to we're talking about wide receivers here. But the way that the wide receiver, I mean, the, the way the quarterback position has been shifting in the college game, it's it's requiring more analysis, more, uh, I guess, football IQ than it ever has before. And mm-hmm. I think that that is making quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, for example, more prepared for the pro game. And so yeah. that's why I'm like, just give Justin Fields a shot. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. It isn't good game one. No, I, I'm with you, man. I'm so, with you. either way, there's your top 12 ECR and our top 12 um, overall. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I think that that's pretty much it. We touched on everything. Okay. All right. There you have it. Wide receivers, top 12 rankings. If you buy the draft guide, you will get our full wide receiver rankings as well as our full tight end and running back rankings. We'll talk and about quarterback rankings evolved. on the next show, but buy the guide, get the information when you're leaving. Yeah, just buy it, bro. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.